0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Oh, it's a goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist?
1: Hi everyone, so we're back and back early this week considering the upcoming onslaught of FPL to come. Um also we're here in the afternoon just because it's nap time for my daughter and uh, Lucy likes a, an early uh, podcast and she's she's one drinking beer this time. And so she's the one who's going to get steadily less coherent as the pod goes on. Whereas I'm here drinking... Uh, non-alcoholic uh, ipa from beaver town yeah so i've, I've completely be- i've gone full dad now don't know, don't know what's become of me anyway and um, so game week 33 is just around the corner it's midweek and game week 34 is a double as well so wall-to-wall uh football over the next two calendar weeks and three game weeks so it might be well to about out with you properly uh, due to you know life there's a lot going on anyway back with me following a we saying moderately you're fairly successful free hit um, compared to some, some out there, I suppose. Um, yeah, some people have had massive scores this week. Uh, it's Lucy. Uh, you all all right?
0: I'm all right. It's not been a great free hit, it has to be said. I'm sure we'll touch on that in a bit. But uh, hey, at least I'm not a Spurs fan, so can't be too bad. Uh, we are Who Got The Assist. You can find Tom on the main account at WGTA underscore FBL. And you can find me at Lucy Hynit with two Ts. On the pod today, we'll have a chip review now that they're all used up. How did it go? And are we stuck on a dull march to safety, given how many went with the mainstream strategy to free hit this week? And then we'll take a look at Double Game Week 34. How are we going to manage it, especially for those like me who don't have Salah and Trent already in situ? We're recording on the afternoon of Sunday, the 23rd of April. Game Week 32 has just finished, and Game Week 33 is just two days away.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, there we go. It's uh, lots of football. I think it needs to stop, Lucy. This all needs to come to an end. It's getting too much. Calm down, football.
0: Stop the count, right?
1: Exactly. It's it's getting ridiculous. Anyway, um, shall we quickly cover off that free hit then? Um, I suppose it kind of links into what we'll talk about this week just for the first bit. But how did you get on um, before we go into my tale of mostly woe, but kind of expected woe, as it were? How did you do?
0: Um, I'm on a very small green arrow from 28k to 25k uh with 68 points which is three ahead of the score that i needed to stay still um so i didn't really get the boost i'd hoped for out of the free hit none of my kind of big differentials paid off and obviously Hackpo's 59th minute sub was particularly frustrating yeah um it was the kind of the strikers that i really dwelled on as it kind of marched towards deadline Um, I settled on the 90-minute talisman strikers, so Tony Watkins and Solanke, and obviously only Tony returned, so I had to watch those kind of riskier picks like Jotter and Isaac Hall. So perhaps didn't get the balance right there, but it it wasn't a disaster. And um, yeah, we just have to kind of move on to the next week.
1: Well, I mean, I'd I'd have taken taken that, to be honest. (laughs) I mean, it it wasn't as bad as some of the, so some of the people I've seen. So FPL stats Dan got in touch with us just a minute ago, um, saying, "How do I delete my account to combine eight this week?" And whew, it's it's not good, is it at all? Uh, some people, um, especially those of us without the free hit, that's for sure. So thirty-three points you got this week, and minus a two hundred sixteen percent red arrow. Absolutely absolute carnage there i know uh, my friend fpl jack as well in a similar boat um after uh, i guess it's minus eight to course correct for the future but had to eat rather large red arrow this week i had to as well i had to uh, i uh, saying to you just before we started i was actually quite happy that i not doubled my rank but it, it was pretty bad down from 6k to just just under 12k so 11 seven, nine, three, something like that um yeah n- not really fantastic i think the the villa goal kind of in the 87th minute that was what that was a bit of a sickener because i had obviously raya and henry um didn't expect that clean sheet to go in uh but i wanted uh, to come in but i wanted obviously that to be done so i didn't have the hope you know i think i literally just went to the loo came back and saw that they'd scored us so, off sake <laughs> and then um <laughs> elsewhere and obviously the double newcastle defense didn't work either obviously came with score, sold him this week for Slanky, who didn't do anything. Um and I also bought Trent this week, um, who did do something, got an assist and uh I got I think he, I think he got yeah an assist and one bonus. The Captain sounded like everyone else, um but yeah from Saka um also returning for me. And it was it was literally just having that Andreas goal and him somehow fluking the the free bonus. I think he was on nothing until Leeds scored. Their consolation, he went, He jumped up from out of nowhere to to free a bonus after being on the winning goal. So ten points for him that like bought in last week specifically to get a salary in, and specifically for this game week, kind of saved my blushes a little bit, mitigated against the disasters we've seen elsewhere. And be a 51 points net, 55 minus four, obviously not great in a sea of people getting 70s, 80s, et cetera, et cetera, so on and so on. But yeah, that's kind of what I'd expected, really. Um, and we'll talk about that in just a bit in terms of chip strategy. I guess chip strategy in seasons going forward, because it does really feel like everyone was on free hit this week, but especially those in the engaged core. Right. uh, Market forces very quickly. I'm sure this will kind of accelerate a bit further over the next kind of couple of weeks. Um, But we're seeing quite a lot of people now making changes to make their team more kind of 34 ready. So you're seeing the likes of Kane sold by 100,000 already. Uh, Tony sold by almost 60,000 managers and Saka sold by 45,000 managers uh, to be replaced by players who have got double game week. Haaland's 120,000 managers, buying him in. So some people may have sold to kind of accommodate this week. Um, I was thinking of doing that, but I ended up selling Kane anyway. Um, Rashford's now fit again, 75,000 managers, buying him in. Diogo Jota, uh, kind of the unexpected star of the free hit for many people after his brace, uh, 70,000 managers. And uh, Grealish, uh, 50K. And Trent, 43K. So unsurprising in terms of the people who are being brought in. Just to mention the mini league. Very very quickly, uh, quite a few really good performances out there. And um, you know what? Only one manager out of the top thirty didn't didn't have their free hit active this week. Wow. Everybody else did. And um, you had to sh- cycle down a long old way to find somebody other than uh, Arab Menderata, who's now down to fifth, um, who didn't have their free hit active. Everybody else did. Absolutely incredible stuff, really. And um, up up top, it's still the semi-enders, Mark Bleakley, seventy five this week on free hit. Second, uh, Bolas uh, Picardi, Passardi, 7-7 points for him. In third, Josiah, very dazed in 6-7. In fourth, up, up from seventh, Alex Terry, 74. Uh, Araf, as I mentioned, is down from second to fifth. Only got 46 this week without his free hit going. In SIP, it's the use. Christopher Blake, Blakeman, 79 9 points. Um, jointed actually that is with Jan Vakonja at 70 points for him too in 8th down from 6th it's Nat Chapman only got 66 this week I say only but hey no other kill for a score like that this week Nat uh, in ninth it's at 11 to 5 be kind to me with a 68 and in joint tenth is Andy Visna- Viswa Nathan and Zishan Biamani at 80 and 65 respectively but yeah absolutely ridiculous ridiculous that so many people are on free hit this week and I think that's kind of where we're going to start really just Thinking about our chips as it is, because I saw that um, official FPL said that 425, 426 K managers were on their free hit this week. And that made me think there must be, I don't know, about what between one to two million accounts now active, I'd say, or teams now active. I mean, you're looking at kind of maybe half, maybe a third Worse, like a quarter of people all on three hits at the moment so it just kind of shows I guess how a dull march strategy to just do the same thing is really kind of ruling the roost now um chips Lucy this season just to kind of go into the wash up proper I mean how did they go for you this year you kind of followed the main path didn't you really
0: yes I went for the orthodox strategy I think that's been much more powerful than we've seen in previous seasons in terms of like the the sheer number of people going for it. I was really surprised this week to look around and to see quite so many free hits in play, particularly in kind of you know fairly kind of casual leagues where perhaps people aren't kind of thinking as analytically, but might be um, kind of engaging content creation, all that kind of thing. Um, that that was quite surprising to me, and I think actually on the whole it's been quite good for me. So um, I played the triple captaincy in game week 22 on Rashford, which I think was very popular. Um, that was part of a week that took me from 211k to 68k in one jump. And um, that was a 25k game week rank. So that was that was a pretty big success. And then I took the wild card followed by the game, tw- game week 29 bench boost, which took me from 49k to 25k. So again, so I, I basically... Through the process of the triple captaincy, the wild card and the bench boost went from 211k to 25k. So I'd say it served me pretty well. Obviously, this week, as we just recapped, wasn't particularly good on the free hit, but it did help. It, you know, I think it's probably one of those things where we won't be able to tell until game week 34 washes up as to whether that was also the right play because people that played the free hit this week were thinking that they could hold on to blankers and set themselves better up for, for 34. So I think. To a certain extent, we probably can't assess, assess that yet. Uh, but yeah, I'd say in general, playing men, um, the mainstream strategy has, has suited me well. And I think I've mentioned before that because I play such a conservative game and generally a fairly risk averse, that the right chip execution is probably pretty essential for me, getting boosts when the season isn't going to plan. So I don't think in the first 20 game weeks of the season, I played that well. And I, I probably lent on the chips more than I'd like to. I didn't pull that off last year, and I think that was probably why I had such a bad finish. Uh, and I think we're going to see that become a bit of a trend. You know, the more that the the herd moves in the same way, the the more your chips are probably going to give you that accelerant. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm pretty happy with the mainstream strategy. Uh, how are you feeling about yours?
1: Um. Well, so I did Holland in game week twenty, I think it was when you got one goal, he got a, I got a red arrow on the triple captain um so that was like you know eight eight points i think so eight six and 24 um rashford got 20 didn't he did 24 60 yeah. so basically about 12 points down on that um i free-hitted in 25 of course and got the red arrow there because i captained sorry captain salah over saka and um, basically got got screwed by that one because straight away the fixtures fell out and they there was a the free cafe cup results which meant that we we wildcarded straight away so unwittingly i could have just done some dead end moves and been fine but it, at, the, at the time it looked like i could have had a huge advantage by free hitting them and um, so red arrows for both my free hits and my triple captain bench boost when everyone else did and got a big green so you know it just goes to show what you said that you know the, the sheer number of people just following that kind of mainstream strategy does seem to kind of mean that, especially if if things don't go your way, you don't get, get that fair wind if you go slightly differently, um, that you can be hugely punished. Like I'm still as just outside of a top 10K. Um, so it's kind of like I'm doing okay in spite of my chips rather than because of them for the most part. And it's just a case of what might have been really. If I didn't free hit in 25 and triple caps in 20 and, and have just followed the mainstream strategy, then I'd be absolutely laughing right now. I mean, am I happy with the outcome of how I've done things? No. No, am I happy with the decisions I made? Yeah, because I I, I stand by them. Um, you would say that, of course you would, Tom. Yes, of course. But it made sense at the time. Um, and if I, those had come off, then you no, know, I'd have had a big kind of plus over what everyone else did. And it just it does show kind of how tough it's differentiate now a little bit, as you've mentioned. Like we've spoken about how captaincy and kind of player selection has perhaps become something which has reached a certain critical mass over the last couple of weeks and i wonder if chip strategy actually is kind of the main sort of frontier for how fpl has become sort of this moving herd monolith that's quite hard to get outside of because like the critical mass behind the free hit this week astounded me it really did like i was i was really surprised how many people were on it and it just kind of makes me wonder whether kind of this is just something that any season going forwards, you're going to just need to follow what everyone else does because if you do get it wrong or you, it doesn't go as well as the main strategy does as it has this year, like you could be quite seriously punished There is a couple of the guys I mentioned um, have been and as I have been a little bit. What do you reckon?
0: Yeah. So? Yeah, I, I think you're probably quite right. I think in your case, I think what we probably can't av- evaluate very easily is as a result of going off a different chip strategy, did that give you kind of better moves and more advantages in kind of interim weeks? You know, for example, when you took that hit for Salah last week, which a lot of free hitters wouldn't have felt the impulse to do because they felt they could be on Salah this week and perhaps prepare for 34. You know, did that, you know, does that kind of help to compensate where you didn't get the advantage? And and I think that could have happened throughout the season in terms of a different chip strategy allows, opens up different opportunities and do those opportunities pay off better? And I think that's probably quite a difficult one to work out without being kind of like super granular in terms of these were all of the different paths I could have taken. And this is the one I took um, in terms of, you know, what the mainstream strategy does to people's strategy going forward in terms of whether you you pick the mainstream way. I, I think it's just one of those things that we've spoken about all season in the sense that the herd now is just opening up your risk in such an extreme way that if you want to go against it you're going to have to be pretty brave in a way you probably didn't have to be before you know there there were there were obviously disadvantages advantages to how, how you took your chip strategy but it it didn't feel so kind of huge when it went wrong like there's not like this week where basically an average um free hit has allowed you to stay still not not to, not to do really well out of it and i think that's quite unusual so I think it's just one of those things where, if you want to go against the herd now, in in every respect, you know whether that's captaincy or whether that's chip strategy, you are going to have to be pretty confident and and pretty open to the to the risk that that involves. And I think that's where for people like me who are risk averse, the game is becoming pretty boring because. I'm not really open in the majority of cases, unless there's a convincing case that it's particularly well suited to my team. I'm not really open to taking big chances against the mainstream strategy. And in which case, are we all just following this kind of boring, formulaic approach to FBL, which is is it worth playing? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> it's
1: definitely becoming that way. I mean, yeah, no alcohol, so I'm because I'm completely cynical. I mean, it, it, how how many have you had? You just started your first one, so it's so at the moment. Yeah, life my first one. Yeah. Life life still feels like a dark and horrible place, like it does most of the time. Um, yeah. but no, I I it definitely feels like a bit of a slow march of blandness at the moment. Um, and like uh, this has been my best season since we started WGTA but I've just not so it's almost like the enjoyment hasn't really been there because okay the start was good because we gambled on the most boring of things which was a double city defence and then since then it's been very much kind of limited to a few moments I mean you did say a minute ago yes it's difficult to, for me to say yes the chip chassis fell because I got red arrows on these particular weeks but yeah, I mean it you know the moments of joy were those moments where I was able to do other moves because of me doing something slightly different. So, uh, buying, yes, Matoma and Estepinion earlier.
0: I, it again.
1: I know, but because I didn't have the 25, because I didn't have the 25 to worry about. So, I could buy both of those players whereas most people sure just ignored them. So, I got loads of points out of that. And as you said, buying Salah this week, last week, and buying Trent this week, um, maybe that will lead to onward sort of um, mm. down, downstream benefits because, and um, we'll speak about this in just a bit. There's a, there'll be a bit of a mad scrabble now to try to fit these players into your teams. And I've already got them, um, so hopefully there's going to be an element of advantage out of that. Um, but yes, you're you're right. It, it does it does feel huge when it goes wrong, um, and it's it's not. It's not been as terrible for me. I've obviously, getting a red arrow in my free hit. I mean, any, any time you get a red arrow in your free hit, that's really annoying. I and mean, when your triple caps go off, that's really annoying. And there are kind of things around it which counter for it. But again feeds into what we we're talking about last, uh, I think it's last pod, the pod before, where it's kind of like this this it kind of all comes together that you've got this accessibility to information we mentioned before about chip strategy, what to do. Like planning was previously quite complex because you had to work out for yourself. And it it was something that was kind of not particularly kind of worked through a lot of the time. Resources were limited. So you didn't have what you've got now. Whereas now people will just say, here's my chip strategy. Here's what I'm going to do. And you've got this rise of a do it for me manager that we mentioned who are all following suit, all pretty much have the same teams, and um, we've all got the, the templates placement Stronger Than Ever this year, and all it takes is a few voices to say, here's the best route, and everyone will follow it. And getting away from that has, yeah, it, it just feels like, as you say, it just leaves you massively exposed to everything if you don't follow it. And I don't know, it, it, it definitely kind of feels like a, the pockets of joy in the game have diminished further and further. Because, yes, it's fun to get points, but if you're getting points that everyone else is getting all the time, forever, then where's the interest for me a little bit? Like, the only edges seem to lay in picking up key differentials before they hit that crest of the wave now. That that seems to be it. I, I just can't... getting a
0: random bit of jam, you know, like the Castagna owners this week. Yeah. I've seen a lot of joyous celebration, and, you know, well done to those people. But would you have really... Did you really own Castagna for a goal? You didn't. like, yeah. <laughs> But it came good. Yeah, and I think right. those are that. It feels like you're either getting extreme moments of luck, which I don't feel even want to get them are that satisfying because you're like, well, that isn't really what I was expecting, or why I bought that player, yeah. Or you're getting exactly what you said, which is where you just get those little differentials that for some reason fire, or you get ahead of the template slightly, um, and that's just not a very satisfying way of playing the game, is it?
1: No, no. It it's always nice when you planned out what you were going to do, and you know you kind of done your own work a little bit and i, I don't know it, it kind of links back to kind of what fpl content is now a little bit like the FL content is the main output from this from this game which is a very simple game and the fpl content sphere is now for the most part just an incredibly safe sort of sterile environment and we just do everyone says the same thing because you don't want to be kind of caught out saying something different and i think the game in general because it hasn't changed for so long, it's in a real sense of decay at the moment. Like it's grown so stale, um, that if they don't do any changes this summer, like I probably would be thinking about, um, i not playing or just kind of sitting straight back into full casual mode. It's because it really is in need of revitalising and change. Like all of the interests from five, six years ago when I started this, that was all about kind of trying to find new nooks and crannies of edge mm. within the game. And now, and now we're kind of with the rise of um, analytics. The rise of kind of how content's become mainstream. All those ages have gone. Everyone has all the information. Everyone has all the same information, and everyone does the same thing for the for the, for a large to a large extent. Um, and I don't know, like if it is just the same game next year, like more of the same, please. It's just going to be quite difficult to sustain interests if you're kind of looking for something beyond just pick this player. He's got a few good fixtures, and his stats are good. Yeah, but that, I, that, I th- that's it.
0: Yeah, and I think for me. Um, kind of FPL has always been like the the sub interest of my general interest in football in the Premier League and given that Southampton are very likely to go down I don't see me watching as much Premier League football as I do now and so that's another reason why I'm like mm, do I really need to play FPL like I could just spend my interest in on the Championship which is actually probably a more interesting league anyway and... gotcha. yeah so um... yeah I don't, don't know if I'm actually that bothered about it next season, which mm. seems a bad thing for an FPL pod to be saying, but there we are.
1: Yeah. I mean, the FPL was, is actually my main interest for watching football. I think Arsenal is kind of a team I follow, support, but it's, it's kind of a separate thing. And like, so my FPL head's always before the Arsenal one. So when Marcelinelli scored, for example, I wasn't thinking, yeah, we've scored. I was thinking more, for God's sake. <laughs> so, um, you know, and, I know it's, it's it's a very sort of it sounds like an existential crisis now I've 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 reached the point mm. of extra extra responsibility where I'm thinking do I really need this anymore um it, it's just one to see really but just just the state of the game um, and the state of content and the state of kind of everything around it it just it just feels like it's yeah diminishing a little bit for me right okay um on that jolly note let's move forward to considering uh, what we're going to be doing for 34 and beyond so um next few weeks because there's such a quick turnaround between game weeks and because I've now got a young, a young baby and um, I won't be, we won't be doing kind of full on pods uh, in between the weeks. I'll probably kind of come on and do a FPL general style monologue and um, probably next Thursday and um, probably kind of the Thursday after something like that, after each has kind of happened, we won't be back for a little bit. So for, for best, just kind of seal off 34 and beyond the kind of what we're going to be doing on paper at least for the next few and kind of talk about some of the key salient points uh, which are coming out of those uh, just dealing with 33 I mean it definitely feels like role city for a lot of people um, is it the case for you like my team's pretty solid and obviously I've got Salah and Trent in place but for, for someone like you coming off the free hit, one free transfer is it the case you're going to start making manoeuvres now to try to fit in Salah uh, try to fit in Trent and just kind of fit yourself up for
0: 34? I'm in a very awkward spot for 34. Um, Despite having the free hit this week, I don't feel like I'm very well set. Um, As you said, the primary problem is that I don't have Trent or Salah. And I'm a bit torn as to how quickly I accelerate moves for those two, um, particularly now that I've got a pending Nathan Ake injury, uh, which is making things a little bit difficult, particularly as there doesn't seem to be any kind of concrete news yet as to whether that's a bad injury or not. Um, he's been ruled out of midweek, uh, I think, but but he hasn't been ruled out beyond that. So I'm I'm a little bit in a sticky spot there because if Ake is fit, my routes to Trent are even more diminished because I'm looking at basically four and a half uh, defenders going up to Trent, which is not ideal. Um So at the moment, I'm trying to tell myself that rolling makes a lot of sense because I basically need more information in basically every regard. Uh, To to buy Salah, I need to do effectively what you did, which was to downgrade Kane. Um, I would need to upgrade Saka because all of my other midfielders will double. Um, And I need to basically work out what that process involves. So if I want to get Salah and Trent and Ake is fit, then I probably have to take Kane down to a bench player that doesn't ever play, and play Watkins and Harland all the time.
1: Hmm. Green Greenwood at Leeds, 4.0 striker.
0: Yeah, that's how, that's the kind of route would have to go down. Um, if Ake is fit, isn't fit, I've got the option that I may upgrade him, and it would therefore mean that opens up the kind of um sort of six point X. Mm. Uh, strikers, so your Martials, your Isaacs, that kind of thing. Um, I think it opens up, that, let me check that. Uh, it definitely opens up Solanke, for example. Um, And if I don't want to go for Trent, then I can, then I've got a bit more kind of room for what I want to do. And then there's also the option that I, and I really don't see me doing this, but I can see people in my position doing this, is that you, you just ignore Salah and you go for someone like Jota in Kane's position and you use your money uh, to upgrade to Trent. I, do, I don't think I'll do that, but I can see that if you were chasing, then maybe we've got to the point where Jota and Trent is the route you go down and hope that you can cover him off. Um, I don't think I'll do that. So I'm in a, in an awkward situation, mainly because of that Ake news, is that I probably need more information. So before this week, I was thinking I might take a hit for Salah and get it done um but without this Ake news i probably can't move because i just don't know how much i need to downgrade kane with you know a view to trent i mean the other option is i just don't bother with trent but i feel like trent's got a huge ceiling now that he's mm. moved into this adapted sort of tucked in role his chance creation seems to be really good at the moment so i, I think i want him at the moment um obviously things must be much more straightforward in your world right now
1: yeah Um I mean- it's kind of, it's why I took the back-to-back hits and ate a couple of bad weeks to get them in because it just gave me an easy life going forward. I mean, I still don't have admittedly any United players and you've still got Shaw and Rashford and Bruno Rashford, well? Bruno. Rashford, Rashford and Bruno. Rashford and Bruno. Okay, so you've still got those two and I don't really, I don't have any United. I'm probably only going to get maybe one, maybe two. Um, Basically what I did when my daughter was, well, when my partner was in labour, uh, when she was kind of... Uh, high on drugs. And I planned all my transfers until Game Week 38 using FPL review and FPL team. That's 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 the kind of guy I am. <laughs> and I think I've I've kind of got it all sorted and this was sort of part of the plan to get there. And yeah, I mean I'm I'm not looking at I know those people have been saying oh you know what I'm gonna to get to game week 34 and have all the uh, doublers in the world. I'm probably not gonna have that. I'll probably have um I don't know one two three four five six seven and then have um Trippier and maybe Botman at home at Southampton. I'm probably going to keep Saka for the rest of the season now. Um, just keep him as a differential. Um, I, I think that you know he's an unambiguously brilliant asset and transfers are at a premium for me. And then kind of maybe just keep Solanke and play my homes leads. So I I mean it's, it's going to be one of those where it's been kind of whittled down, but it is quite easy. Um, in a lot of respects because Rashford can come in for Andreas for me because I've got loads of money still sat in the bank. Um, and that kind of midfield of Matoma, McAllister, Saka, Salah and Rashford, I think that that can kind of stay there for the rest of the season now. Like it's, it's kind of a good mix of positive and negative. I've got Holland in place alongside Salah and Trent. So really, my, my questions are now, um, would I want to sell... Saka for Grealish? I'm not sure. Um, and where do I cover United, City and also Brighton uh, going forward? And I think that's in defence. It gets so exciting, Lucy. I think it's in defence. So, um, you know, I've got two or three remaining slots in my team um, which are those defensive slots. One defender, one goalkeeper. Um, and there's big question marks over all the teams uh, defensively. So, United, Maguire, <laughs> Lindelof. Oh, uh, okay. as, yeah. As City, just don't seem to give a crap and when they're 3-0 up and concede stupid goals. And Brighton uh, don't have the best defensive units still. Um, XQC since restart would suggest that City's the defence to back. I mean, they're the best defence. Uh, Brighton, the third best, I think I saw earlier. And United were kind of fifth or sixth or something like that. And um, So it's just kind of making a choice between the guys like Edison, De Gea, maybe, I'm not sure on Steel, but maybe one of those two. And then a defender between Shaw, Diaz and estu or dunk i mean it's it's fairly straightforward going forward but i've got the the benefit of having salah and trent in play and I, I think that that's kind of the thing that most people are grappling with and that's what you've kind of spoken to because most sort of orthodox or um uh, most concert most people are going to be saying yeah we need to get these these guys in and um, the Volume of home games actually to come for Liverpool as well. It's quite a staggering three home games in a row, uh, thirty-four and thirty-five, and at Anfield recently they've been pretty damn good. Spurs' first game at home in game week thirty-four as well. Given what we've seen today, um is something that most people aren't going to want to miss out on. And I, I don't know. I, I feel like for you missing out on Salah, that just feels like a very unloosey thing to do. Like it. I, I can see why you're kind of wondering about it but i mean someone like ake if if you're waiting on his fitness to make a decision it doesn't uh it just feels like just just to rip the band-aid off and get salary would be what i'd be thinking right now Well, look, West what you mean to... for
0: 33 yeah
1: or just because you're gonna have to make more moves than 34 probably to optimize right so yeah, or, or at least to get or at least to get trends in so it, it, it to me it just feels like yeah just get it done because then you yeah, you get extra transfer, but you you, you open yourself up to a,
0: even more problems. <laughs> like- yeah, this is the problem. I'm really torn because, you know, I said to you ahead of this week when, when Salah had gone off, oh, I probably need to get Salah. I, I feel very exposed. And it's really annoying, the Ake information, because Ake doesn't feel significant enough as a player for me to kind of define my moves by him. But I'm kind of very aware that... What I do with Kane, and I have to just double check this while you were speaking, I can only do Kane to Solanke and still offer, and still afford Ake to Trent. So I can't really do a lot with the spot. So I'm just really torn as to
1: that's that's the exact move I've made this week for what it's worth.
0: Yeah. It would just it would definitely have to be Ake out when it if I wanted Trent at that point. Hmm. Um and if I find that he's fit, then I'm turning down a Man City double um double game week. And we've mm. said that they're probably the preferred defence.
1: Maybe. But <sighs> so I'm really torn. You, you, was... men- you mentioned Trent's ceiling being so ridiculously high, though. and then Yeah, that, that is ed- true. Whereas Ake, as we've seen, m- might not yeah. play both those games. So you're six points for Ake versus Trent definitely playing, definitely playing this sort of Joshua Kimmich sort of role, isn't he, really? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I-, I just kind of look at that and think, yeah, it's, it's a no-brainer for me.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, Hey, I mean you're you're getting close to me now, so I, I welcome you not owning Trent, to be honest. I mean that would that would be I, I should I heartily endorse you not owning Trent.
0: Yeah, no, I did look at um for those that that like you know enjoy using models, I did look at FBL Review and actually they're suggesting that I don't don't bother with Trent. Um hmm. it would be like I, this is where you're like, hmm, FBL Review, you're sure about that. Uh they're suggesting came to Martial. Um, and I'm not sure I'm I'm keen on that one. <laughs> no. Uh given that he can't stay it. So um but yeah, the, the principle being Kane downgraded and, and to someone that's playable and uh up Salah. I mean Isaac's probably the one that I'd do if I didn't bother with Trent, just because I think that double's coming. He looks like he's starting most games, even if he's not playing the full 90, and he looks in good form too. So um yeah, I I think I am very worried about that Salah exposure. And I think I've probably come to the conclusion, I know Hindu Monkey asked about whether we should have Salah and Trent and, and or Trent yeah. and, and what that kind of situation should be. I, I don't want to kind of oversimplify FBL too much, but I think if you're in a position where you're holding rank or or fairly pleased with where you are and, and have fairly minor gains to be made, then you probably need to cover off Salah. And I I think if I was chasing, I think Trent is probably the player I'd be prioritizing because I I think he's going to be lower owned than Salah and I think he has a higher ceiling and I know that sounds ridiculous, but I just feel if they can get a clean sheet in that double game week and he can collect an assist or two, that might be better than what Salah gets or it might just equal what Salah gets. Um, Hmm. So I think I'd be in that position if I was kind of evaluating which one I want. I think ideally you have both and you sit there pretty like Tommy's right now thinking about what other moves you can make.
1: Indeed. Um, Solim, I'm just watching the i've got the other game on and soli marches down in pain <laughs> oh well that um, would just ruin all yeah, of my so, plans so that, and i just have must...
0: to tear up the entire thing in fact we should probably re-record the pod
1: yeah i can say uh, that might it would be an, an additional spanner so if, if, can you do march to salah is that oh dear oh dear oh dear um yes yes it's, it's definitely a case of looking at it so clarity hindu monkey asked um I, i'd tell him to to go away because he he did t- he did force me to buy Solanke and so I'm not. I had with no him. choice in it. That was also yeah. his fault, for mine as yeah. well. Yeah, if you could only have one of Trent or Salah for the next two game weeks, which one? Um, it's Salah. Salah's not. I think it will be Haaland captain 34 and won't it? Um, and I think Horland's going to be captain all the way. So I think you probably could swing for Trent actually. Um, and yeah. if you do have a team team value issue as you've kind of inferred, then hey, definitely and try to get around it, as you mentioned, with a jotter. Maybe not a hack though, but definitely jotter. Jota. <laughs> and, and just yeah. try to go that way. Um, yeah, because you're not captaining him, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think that's
0: the thing. If Salah was the big captaincy choice, I don't think you'd have any choice but to go with him. But because Harlem will take it, and, and quite comfortably, I think that's if you're chasing, you could gamble against Salah and go down the jotter route.
1: Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's only game week 38 looking at the fixtures uh, when Salah has got Southampton away versus, versus Haaland, uh being away at Brentford. That's probably the only week where there's going to be a legitimate question over Salah versus Holland. The rest of it, it is a straightforward Holland captaincy over Salah every single time. So if you're not captain Salah, it's the age-old sort of adage, isn't it? If I'm, if I'm not going to captain him, why should I bother owning him, mate? And you could, you could definitely kind of say that uh, for that. Um, But yeah, massively exposed, uh, as as we've mentioned. Right. uh, Other teams then. United, you've got Bruno and you've got Rashford sitting around. Um, Yes. Looking to add Mr. Shaw back in or De Gea or something? And do you think you need two or three of them, especially given the diminished defensive
0: capabilities now? Yeah, that's my worry with Man United. I was very keen on having Shaw for 34 when they had Varane and Martinez fit. I think given what I've seen from De Gea and Maguire recently, that feels less urgent. And I think given that I see Trent as having such a big ceiling and given that I don't have unlimited transfers, I, I don't think it's likely that I'll have Shaw. And I think that's probably another exposure because I, th- I think there is probably a bit of latent EO there. Yeah. And I think he's probably someone that if you can't get to Trent easily... He's quite a nice person to say to yourself. oh, well, I, I can get that guy because he's that much cheaper. Uh, so, yeah, I don't think I'll have Shaw. Do you think you'll have Man United events? I don't
1: know. So, Shaw's at 14% at the moment. Um, And I think a lot of it, oddly, will depend on if United keep a clean sheet in the next game. I know that sounds really stupid, but if they do manage to keep a clean sheet against Tottenham, then maybe people will be thinking, oh, you know, I will punt it for Villa away in Brighton. Uh, Bill at home and Brighton away I just I don't know I, I just don't see it um really um as so I did mention that De Gea and Shaw are kind of in the mix as potential buys. in that like Rashford's definitely coming back in just for obvious reasons but other than that I just don't know whether I'm going to be overextending into United um as so I'm probably gonna keep Saka so I probably won't buy Bruno um yeah, I don't know. It's, it's not the best double either, Villa and and Brighton. I know that no. start the start of the season we'll be saying, oh, that's a really interesting double. Yeah. But, but <laughs> yeah. now, especially with their defence being as it is, that's that's not a good double at all for United. So um, I, I don't know how much further I'm going to go with them, really. Um,
0: yeah. I, I, um, I, I... The FA Cup semi is also now screwing me over. So March is back on the pitch, but Bruno Fernandes has now twisted his ankle. So oh. this oh, is going to be a great, great game, I can tell already. <laughs> it's just...
1: Rollercoaster of emotions there. Um, I I don't really know kind of where I'm going to go with them. Really, with United in general. Um, I, I'm not a big fan of backing United anyway. Um, but yeah, Rashford probably is 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 the only one that I'm going to be buying. And yeah, I think that's the
0: one you have to cover if you're you're happy with where you are. I think he probably is going to have pretty high ownership, and if he looks anything close to what he looked earlier in the season, then I don't think you've got a lot of choice but to cover that one off.
1: Honestly, I think I'm going to end up maybe. I think maybe it, it kind of makes sense to to sell um Kepper for Edison for 34 and just kind of gamble that eventually those clean sheets are going to come through. I think it's like Fulham <laughs> and West Ham, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, sure, especially Fulham, I'm sure there's one that's gonna at some point he will keep clean sheets again. Um, so and maybe I, mean, I do have Ray actually at home to Forest, but Brentford have obviously as well uh, given up a little bit. Um and then I, I may end up just getting Duncan or Estu in really early for Bryson, and just kind of thinking, yeah, well, I, I'm buying three extra games really by buying mm. a Bryson player in here, and maybe that's kind of the way I go. Um, I mean, you've got Matoma in March. Do you have, do you have the third one? Thing I've got Yeah, you've still got him hanging around. So, um, maybe I would go there because maybe that might be where the key sort of. I don't know. I don't know like, it's weighing up effects ownership. A lot mm. really, and again, kind of testament to how formulated the game has become. Like, all I'm doing is buying is, is buying with Rashford, and probably with buying a Dunker and Esther Pinion or um, something like that. All I'm doing is just plugging gaps rather than having a potential sort of differential. Like, different, yeah, it's just field
0: me, play, isn't it? All the way,
1: oh, I know the differentials for me would be Saka, who would be a differential by mistake because other people were probably <laughs> going to be selling to. Try to m- maneuver a way to get Salah in, yeah, and, like S- S- and Solanke, and uh, that's gonna—that's pretty much it. Like Matoma, McAllister, Holland, Salah, Rashford, Trent, Trippier, um, and then a Bryson defender. Like that's nine out of my 11 <laughs> 8 or nine out of my eleven who are all sort of just grey. It's—it's it's very um, yeah, you know, making my team as vanilla as possible. Um, seems to be sort of the, the way to do it. Um, any interest in Newcastle? You mentioned that, you know, you could end up with, I- with Izak, essentially. Um, obviously, you've just blown uh, Spurs away, 6-1. My mum was over visiting um, my, daughter first, well, my daughter for the first time. meet my daughter for the first time earlier, so I didn't watch the game, but I, I just had the um, sofa score on my phone, and I just kept hearing... <laughs> I was just wondering what's going on. Wow, they're all, they're literally all on the floor in this in this FA Cup game. Rashford's on the floor now. Oh god, R- Bruno on the floor a minute ago. So um, I thought, yeah. all of this
0: idea of having all of these United and Brighton players isn't so good now, is it? Oh,
1: that's fine. That's fine. I don't own them anyway, so it's all right I'm for you.
0: Yeah, very very
1: happy <laughs> if this this happens, but yeah, um, and interesting in Newcastle. Um, I've still got Trippier and Botman. I, I may add Isaac at some point, but I, it's just one of those, isn't it? I'm not sure.
0: Yeah, I I don't know. I've now seen that Carl Anker is saying that Bruno Fernandes is moving gingerly and Sabitzer is warming up. He's not sure if the United matchday captain will last the first half. That would make my move to Salah, though, a lot easier. So, you know, every cloud. Yeah,
1: yeah. And plus, you know, that might be, I know it's potentially a bit galaxy brain but it might be one you just do this week and hide it. Like, But oh, I don't fancy Bruno away against Tottenham. Or if he's injured, like he's injured now, right? So yeah, I didn't like the way he was walking. Oh, he got subbed early. Well, he's definitely out. And there's a game in two days. He's never going to recover from that. Usual sort of tropes like that. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I, I remember, I think it was FPO Incognito asked uh, Kane to Isaac this week to get Salah in. Um, I mean, that kind of, that's kind of why I was thinking about Newcastle being a way, like a player that you can buy players from, mm. which you can buy in to make things work. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, I think that is worth worth bearing in mind that you probably don't want to become too obsessive about 34, given that we know that there are double game weeks in 36 and 37. It might be that you, you don't necessarily get all the players you want for 34, but you prep yourself better for the, those double game weeks. Um, I think that's probably a decent argument there, given that we don't have a huge turnaround between them.
1: Yep, Uh General Zod on Newcastle. Uh, do they rest their entire first team now via Everton? He's an Everton fan on Thursday. Now they swap decide Their only serious challenge for the top four. Um, I mean, I, I I doubt it. But you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we did see uh, a few of the lesser seen individuals show up against Everton. Right?
0: Yeah, I I, I don't know. I'm really struggling with who given that we're talking about a very defensive game where you feel like you're shielding a lot of the time, I'm really struggling with working out who you shield and how you shield. I think what's different between 29 and 34 is obviously 29 you were working for a squad of of 15 and having to be quite tactical about all areas, whereas obviously you don't have a bench boost now, so you're looking at optimising an 11. And it may be that you have to just sort of let your bench die a bit I think we've got into that situation after 29 where we have a lot of value tied up on our benches which is perfectly natural when you want to get your bench boost out yeah but I think we probably have to start reviewing whether those positions are worth preserving or whether you use them as basically cash counts because if you don't have good team value like I don't it's not necessarily an efficient use of your budget to be you know sitting around with fairly expensive players on the bench
1: yeah, especially if you, you know, if any of these injuries do come to fruition that we've mentioned. So, three midfielders that are fairly highly owned March, Bruno, and Rashford, all potentially kind of limping at the moment by the sounds of it. If any of those do become injured, like doing a compound move this week to sit it's a lot of 34 makes a lot of sense. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if this week goes from a mass roll to people kind of taking a mass minus four. And if it does go that way, so people say, well, Bruno, yeah, he, he got subbed off early. Buying, you know, I prefer Salah anyway for the rest of the season. I'm just going to do that move. Then suddenly it becomes a good week to make that move, doesn't it? So, you know, I think that these things could very quickly turn the dime you know, with these sorts of games that are going on in the background. Um, do we have any more questions this week? Let me just have a look. I don't think there are too many because we've kind of sprung it on people uh, very quickly. um Can we create a mulligan's chip, says Andrew Callanan? He said he benched Johnston, Shaw and Gahey on this free hit. Ouch. That's <laughs> all you can say there. And uh, Momo the Goon asked, uh, what would your teams look like if you were on wild cards um, this week? I, I well, guess it would, yeah.
0: Just... I guess it's just sorting out yourself for 34. So basically just covering off those... Play um, teams we've discussed and doing so in a way that you can avoid all these immense injuries that are happening in this game, which I keep wincing at. um Why did we record during that? That was a good idea. Um, <laughs> I think, yeah, just set yourself up as well as you can for 34 and be mindful of 37 and 36 as you go is there any any other that's that's it,
1: that's that's it really and the beauty of it is that most teams who are 34 heavy or friendly are also 36 and 37 friendly so mm-hmm. it's very easy um yeah the only thing i would probably question a tiny bit is killing your bench off completely um i probably would have a or two Um, Bench players, especially because of the the quick turnaround. I know you didn't mean that, but something worth noting because we are about to enter kind of a Christmas style period because they're kind of getting all the game, all the all the games in at the moment, especially with uh, the Queen's death uh, and all that game week being rearranged. Like between thirty three of thirty five, I suspect we're going to see one or two shock rotators every week, aren't we? Um, Yes, and it will be a case there you know, your Andreas or your Rico Henrys or you know, the kind of guys who've been clashing around on your bench for a while do kind of make an appearance. And so, yeah, just something to bear in mind, I suppose. Yeah,
0: I think that's true. I think you don't want to kill them in the sense that you've got unplayable players. I think probably what I was trying to say and didn't say very well was that you might want to look at the... and that Andreas is a great example because he's cheap, but he will play, he'll have a double or, you know, there there are plenty of decent players under four and a half million or around four and a half million that will cover you fairly well without becoming kind of a big distraction i think probably quite a lot of us have got a lot on our bench at the moment which might not be that beneficial
1: yeah i wouldn't be surprised if for example like someone like watkins um so he's got Fulham this week and after that the fixtures read united wolves spurs liverpool and brighton i wouldn't be surprised someone like him for example is an actual fall guy for most people um, just because the fixtures aren't great, even though he's in form, even though he didn't score this week, I don't think it would take much for people to start to kind of, kind of look at him and be like, "Well, if I take him down to a, a, I don't know if he, I don't know if Evan Ferguson's fit, but a player in that sort of fight, Solanke and below, I don't think it would take much for that sort of movement to occur, and mm. then you kind of see yeah, that exactly. sort of thing occurring." Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right. So yeah, a bit we'll of a stop tour of everything that's going on over the next few weeks. Um, I said i'll be back on thursday uh to just kind of look over 35 uh, sorry over 33 and just kind of discuss what i'm thinking ahead of uh, 34 uh transfers and captains this week we obviously don't know um at the moment depends on how injured all of these players are i'm hoping they're <laughs> all out for a long time just to give everyone Thanks, a, Tom. A, yes. just, just give everyone a, something to think about um i'm, I'm kidding um and hauling uh, versus arsenal seems just obvious captain doesn't it really yeah
0: um, i won't bother with anything else i yeah. think i think you know i can understand if you're chasing you don't maybe don't bother because it's a title challenge map oh, and this, it might not be amazing but
1: it's gonna be open that game isn't it I mean, my... I have, yeah i
0: can't see anything but an open game i'm glad you thought the same thing because I, I think there is a lot of temptation in those sort of games to think it'll be cagey because no one wants to kind of seed too much to the opposition but i feel like it's going to be open and yeah, i think Holland's I... the guy to have
1: i'm wearing my uh, Holland and saka double up with pride uh, for that game i, I, I... Yeah, you know, I think it something like a three-one or a three-two feels about right to City. Obviously, I think we we I think we we lost. <laughs> You're the title. Not holding any hope there, then. No, we lost the title a few weeks back. Probably, I think the Liverpool game probably is where you kind of I think Sal- Saliba getting injured that probably that's that was, yeah that was,
0: been in the that's, coffin. Yeah. That's where
1: it's been. I think it's fairly obvious that a decent centre back to to come in that isn't Rob Holding is is quite a clear buy and upgrading that Xhaka role. Uh, Vieira was. Really, not good against you guys, and um, Shaq is kind of not entirely the right fit for the role that he's playing. So, those two positions, if we get them shored up, we're going to be competing next year. I don't think you know, this was probably our chance to to win it, but yeah, I agree with that.
0: Yeah, cool. We Declan Rice,
1: probably. I'm not going to say no to that. I know there's a few there's obviously, this kind of um people saying oh they don't rate him think he's because he's english he's going to come from face a price tab i think he's I I, I I i really struggle to kind of go along with that really. yeah i agree
0: i think he I, I think he's also great from like a mentality and leadership perspective which is perhaps something arsenal need given yeah. how many young players you've got that's a very good point
1: cool right that's a lot and i'll be back in uh a week or two and Lucy will be back in a in a in what seems like a, two calendar weeks but three game weeks to just see how we're getting on.
0: Fingers crossed. <laughs> Thanks for listening we were Who Got The Assist you can find Tom on Twitter at WGTA underscore FPL and you can find me at Lucy Hynett. If you enjoyed listening to this please like and subscribe to the podcast for new listeners out there if you think you'll be coming back please hit that five star rating across platforms like iTunes and Spotify so more people can enjoy the pod.
1: Yeah, that's it. Uh, so we'll be back at the end of the, um, the of game week thirty five. I think it is. Um, I'll be doing a couple of monologues this Thursday and next Thursday. Um, I think we'll probably be doing the Tuesday night actually, because you play Southampton as in Southampton play late on the Monday night uh, because it's the it's a bank holiday uh, for the coronation then. So we'll try to kind of we, we might do do it on the Tuesday unless you've, you yeah know, unless you really don't give us don't, don't I, it a I'm not anymore. sure I do. Okay, all right. and um, but then we'll <laughs> That's an it awful out. thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> no, I know. Um, I think yeah, the start of the pod was sort of all full of horrible things. But hey, there we go. Um, yeah, sorry about uh, not doing full pods, but hey, new baby. This doesn't make it viable anymore. Anyway, I hope we see you. I'll speak to you very, very soon. Um, yeah, have a good week.
0: The goal. Who got the assist? Who got the assist? Sports Social Podcast Network.